Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. White privilege is just an acknowledgement that our world is uneven. We live in a country that's unequal. All human beings share solidarity. All of us are made in God's image equally and therefore worthy of dignity. We're all ruined and rebellious against God and therefore calls us solidarity in sin. We all need the same Savior. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. To answer your question, yes. Yes, I will. Do anything to play a little Elvis, man. There was a guy said one time. Oh, man. He said, uh, you never stood in that man's shoes or saw things through his eyes or stood and watched with helpless hands while the heart inside you dies. So help your brother along the way, no matter where he starts. But the same God that made you made him too. These men with broken hearts. Oh, this is Wretched Radio. <laughs> Jimmy, if we ever win an award, which is highly unlikely, <laughs> it will be for our impersonations. I got to tell you something. I don't want to brag or anything, but oh, 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 spot on, Scylla. <laughs> Let's walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Whose shoes are we talking about? Perhaps a pair of feet that you don't even know are walking through your church. Do you know the statistics, the number of people who are dealing with the issue of infertility? You say, well, we're not, so we're good. We don't need this Elvis-like lecture. Hold the phone, Henrietta. The number of people in your church who are struggling with this issue, one in 10 couples of childbearing age face infertility. That's over 6 million U.S. women aged 15 through 44 experience infertility. In other words, there's a really good chance that if you aren't dealing with this subject matter Somebody in your church is, and I recently read an article from Brian Nicholson. He and his wife also struggled with infertility, and my eyes were kind of open, man. Yeah, I am going to keep going with this. I didn't realize the complexity of dealing with this issue. You know, we all have our bag of stuff, the things that you deal with. It's the kids, it's the marriage, communication, whatever it happens to be, but this subject is more deep and potentially volatile for a young couple than I imagined. So maybe, just maybe, by walking a mile in the shoes with Brian Nicholson, man, we might learn how to minister to these people. And incidentally, the word minister kind of stuck in my noggin these days, especially regarding evangelism. I mean, historically, I've considered the word to minister regarding parenting. This is a game changer for you, by the way. If you aren't ministering to your kids or if hearing it phrased that way, that the parental relationship is to be a minister to your children, you might be going, what in the world? Well, let me ask you to do a little word association, which apparently is like really taboo, but nevertheless... When you hear the word minister, do you think angry, yelling, screaming, sarcastic, bitter, 
vengeful. No, that's you think the exact opposite. No, you think, oh, somebody kindly, somebody who cares, somebody who is interested in me, somebody who knows where to go and how to navigate this course called life. That's what a minister is. And if you and I adopt the mantra of minister when it comes to parenting our kids, that is a game changer. It's, it's just going to change the way that you interact with your kids. It has to. You can't walk into their room after they've been naughty again and start barking when your role is to be a minister. And it is interesting, incidentally, that God calls government a minister. <laughs> that, that title, it isn't just for ministers. It is a role and it is a way of treating other people. And I was thinking about evangelism. Because I've been wondering, why is it that with the exception of one kid, it's fascinating, I can only remember one kid in probably the last four years, maybe that's about as long as my memory can go, one kid who got a little bit agitated, one kid. And it wasn't that terrible. He endured me for about 20 minutes, and then I could tell he wanted to skedaddle. Otherwise, they've been going so sweetly. Why? And it seems that... When you approach them, not to argue or to fight or to simply change their worldview, but to minister to them. I want to care about you. I I want to see if there is anything that God has given to me that I could offer to you to help you. Changes the tone, and I think they feel that. And you and I should be ministers when it comes to evangelism. We should be ministers when it comes to parenting. We should be ministers with one another. And we should most certainly be ministers in the context of the local church. And that is what five things infertile couples want others to know was very helpful. So let's dive in, walk a mile in somebody's shoes, man. These are way more detailed. And I'm glad. It's funny. I'll probably read in the course of a day on average. Frio, we didn't ask about your calendar. I'll probably read, I don't know, dozens of articles every single day. And most of them I just ditch. (laughs) And some of them I'll just highlight a little this or that. Uh, This was almost the entire article. So here we go. When you celebrate events like Mother's Day and Father's Day, do you acknowledge, and he emphasizes briefly, that while this is a day of rejoicing for many, it's a day of mourning for others. It doesn't take long to simply acknowledge we, the world with its PC culture would say, well, you just don't ever talk about it then. If somebody could potentially be hurt or offended, then you don't discuss it. Well, that's not the Christian way. You, 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 you don't take away from somebody in an effort to not potentially offend. Instead, you're mindful of those people, and how can we not offend them? How can we help them? And so perhaps your pastor does this. We want to celebrate mothers today, but we also want to acknowledge there are many here today who would like to be a mom, but the Lord has not yet opened up the womb. We want to celebrate you too. Boom. Okay, you you didn't ignore a celebration of mothers, not that we have to bring secular holidays into the church. But if you're going to do that, acknowledge both because you've got people sitting there. This is from a fellow who's walked the road of infertility. This word jumped out at me. These events can be brutal, brutal. 
hurts a lot. Why? Because it's constant. Do you ever have something that is off at home? Do you notice how it affects work? What, you're in an argument with your spouse. How do you do that day at your job? You're just distracted. Well, this is one of those issues that I think just weighs heavy. Are infertile couples welcome in the classes and are small groups that their peers attend? Fascinating insight. Don't exclude these couples from family-oriented classes. They may have some of their closest Christian friends in those classes, but these couples may also may have children any day now and can therefore benefit from your family-focused lessons. Number three, are you providing ready counsel and classes to address the weighty moral questions these couples will face? What are we talking about? We're talking about in vitro fertilization. We're even talking about adoption potentially, and these issues, they're a little bit tricky these days. It's likely the doctor will recommend implanting several embryos, and that has moral implications, and then selectively reduce if needed. So you do a number of eggs and fertilized eggs. Six. Oh, two of them. It actually happened. The other four will just selectively reduce, or all six, I should say. They, they, it worked. Well, we'll just have to selectively reduce the other four. That's called abortion. This is not an easy issue. The couple may have to make decisions about whether to use donor eggs, sperm, embryos. They may be asked about the cryogenic process of freezing fertilized eggs and by the way did you see the story of the of the of the couple there was two kids that were that were born they they were they had been frozen for like 30 years and they're healthy and all is well why because the second sperm hits egg you've got yourself a human being and these issues can get very complex very difficult they may wonder whether setting out on a treatment path costing tens of thousands of dollars is good stewardship. Huh. Is your church doing anything to walk them through these things with or without Elvis? Are you at least mindful of it? Do you at least make some people available who have already walked this road to those couples so that they can make their way and navigate through some really tricky moral issues if not maybe just maybe it's time to take elvis to heart man now the people on reservations and out in the ghetto could he say ghetto and, brother, and not get <laughs> let's continue helping people who are walking the infertility road next on Wretched Radio. For your consideration, not one but two ways that you could strengthen the local global church, the Masters Academy International, training men in Los Angeles who then return to their home countries and open up mini seminaries to train pastors in their native land. That strengthens the local church. But there's another way you can do just that. We are partnering with the Masters Academy International to send Bibles to the Philippines, not just any Bible, 
MacArthur Study Bibles to believers in TMAI-trained churches. These efforts strengthen the local church. Would you please consider how many Bibles you might send, how many seminaries you might support overseas? To learn more, visit wretched.org pastor, or if you like the Bible sending idea, wretched.org Bible. Finding money in your pocket that you didn't even know you had. Sleeping for the first time on a new set of sheets. When that cop that's driving behind you changes lanes and goes around. And becoming a gospel partner. Those are just some of the best feelings in the world. And you can experience one of them right now. Supporting Wretched means helping to spread the gospel, equipping the saints, and strengthening the local church. Every penny you give is carefully and gratefully stewarded away. As a matter of fact, 83% of every dollar you give goes directly to ministry. Wretched will honor your generous gifts with faithful stewardship and full accountability. So if you're not already a gospel partner, would you please prayerfully consider becoming one? Not only will you help to keep Wretched on the air, but it will feel better than walking out of work on a Friday afternoon. If you are a gospel partner already, then we are eternally grateful for you. Visit wretched.org donate right now to find out how you can become a gospel partner. That's wretched.org donate. Cool, very cool. The Tomorrow Clubs now have 106 clubs in Romania. This year marks the celebration of the 25th anniversary of our ministry. But also, it is a very important milestone for Tomorrow Clubs Romania. Now, Tomorrow Clubs Romania has 106 clubs. That means 106 villages are hearing the gospel proclaimed to the kids who get saved. They bring the gospel home. Parents get saved and local churches get strengthened. Would you please consider supporting the Tomorrow Clubs? Not only do they have hundreds of clubs in Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Albania, all over Eastern Europe and now in Africa, would you please consider what might you do to bring the gospel to both Africa and to Eastern Europe? Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 325 AD. The Council of Nicaea was called to address debates perplexing the church, primarily concerning the nature of Jesus. The Nicene Creed was drafted and is still one of the standards of orthodoxy among Christians. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, at least I'm being consistent. As a snowfly. This is Wretched Radio. Told ya. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. There it is again. Get toe. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, why am I playing more Elvis? Different tune, same dude. Why? Uh, is it the story I just told you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just you... say a guy, a guy once in a past life <laughs> who worked in the same radio station <laughs> as you. Yeah, and it signed my paychecks. Uh, <laughs> did a did an old day uh, a midday oldies show. Yeah. And uh, dedicated that song to the housing projects in our town. Oh. And they were listening. Oh, <laughs> even if they weren't. <laughs> and his mama cried. Oh. 
Dude. But if there's one thing that she don't need, it's another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto. In the meantime, there are women who would love to have that challenge. There are men, too. The subject du jour, which is also the subject of the day, infertility. It's more prevalent than you know. And we, as brothers and sisters, should be aware of it. And while we don't want to become politically correct, stop using certain words because there might be somebody in Paducah who's offended, we still want to be thoughtful because this is an issue where people, it's a longing. There, it's, it's such a deep desire to have children. And currently, it ain't happening. And they're struggling. From an article by Brian Nicholson, he and his wife, Struggled with the issue for years. How can you be a blessing to these people? How can I be a blessing? It's funny, just this morning, met a lovely couple. Just, mm. They're at Transform Couples. Dr. Lou Priolo is in studio as we speak. They're, they're recording Transform Couples. It is biblical counseling with couples who are struggling. And it's, it's truly magnificent. And these lovely people... They've been married over 20 years, and they're just wrestling with some stuff. The kids are growing older. The dynamic of the home is shifting, and they're, they're finding it to be a challenge, as, frankly, most people do. The transition from having kids to not having kids, we should talk about that more here because it is a big deal. And if you're younger and you go, not my issue, your parents, believe me, they're dealing, it, it ain't an easy thing for them. And it might actually explain to you why they want to hold on to you. Why, why don't you call? Why don't you check it? I never even get a text from you. Are you going to be here? What time are you showing up for things? Why do you have to show up that we're going to be eating by that? Why, why might they be acting like that? Well, they love you to pieces and they miss you a ton. Because you have been a big part of their lives for so long. And we were just standing and chatting. And we were talking about the normalcy of mourning losing your kids when they move out of the house. And I, I could be wrong. But the, the, the lady, the wife, said, right? Like, nobody said this before. And I thought, this is, this is what church is about. Where we should be standing around, I, it's fine. You can talk about the tremendous victory of the dogs on Sunday night. No, Monday night. They play. Why do they do that on a Monday? Whatever. We'll send a letter to somebody about the scheduling of the college football championship game. You can talk about the, okay, but ugh, people are dealing with stuff. They got issues. You got issues. And when we can talk amongst ourselves and go, yeah, that, that was a tough transition time for us. The individual who might just be entering and get, can be comforted with the comfort that you have been comforted with. The blessings of church, how you can be a blessing. Obviously, pray for them. Be careful when asking people, well, when are we going to be seeing some little ones? When are we going to be seeing some kids? Any is that a baby bump? Just be careful because somebody might be dealing with it, especially if they've been married for a bit. Now, does that mean you can't ask? No, but just be thoughtful because it could just be inflicting a little bit of a wound. Maintain friendships with them. Please note, 
infertile couples are not completely clueless when it comes to children. So they can work in a nursery. They can work in daycare. They can hold your child. In fact, this particular couple said, please invite us to your home so we can see how you do it with your kids. And we'll get down on the floor and play with them. We'll even hold your baby and feed your child. They're not going to drop them and break them. They, they have some adult skills. Infertility can cause severe financial and marital strain in addition to the emotional strain. $15,000 is what a procedure costs, and you got to do multiples. All right, a young couple is going to go, do we spend potentially $45,000, $60,000 to maybe have a child? Now, that is an issue that is worthy of some consideration, and it needs some wisdom. And if this this young couple, they're in church, and nobody even knows. They, they, they aren't going to find the advice and the wisdom that they need. So financial questions. Combine the difficulties of financial questions, which can go on for years, with the emotional roller coaster of getting your hopes up, having them dashed over and over and over. Is it any surprise some marital strain can result. I would suspect even divorce. Kid issues can drive a wedge, especially when you remember men deal with it differently than women. They are dealing with it in their own way, which is unique. They don't need to become feminized nor vice versa, but it can drive a wedge in there. What can family, friends, and the church do? Pray encourage and exhort. Don't forget, it's still okay to say, hey, how are you dealing with this issue? Are you making these decisions? Perhaps we should sit down and discuss this. Why don't we bring in some people who can help you with this? That's what the church is about. That's what the church is for. The question is, how? How? if, okay, if we're supposed to be sensitive, maybe be thoughtful about how we ask about kids, maybe just one way to potentially do it if you know the man in the, in, the, in, the, in the couple, privately, without the young man's wife, hey, we've been doing this Bible study together now for a couple of years, and I'm, I'm just curious, you, you guys struggling with pregnancy issues? Because I know you've been married now for five years. Is there, any, is there anything going on that we might be able to help with? It might just protect the woman who is gasp, I'm going to say it, more emotive than men are. That's right. I actually said it. Why? Because it's true. Come on. Have you have you seen the movie? What was I watching? It was oh, there was there was some movie that I was watching and it was like from the 70s or something. <laughs> they had no problem talking about some male female stereotypes. Why? Because duh, it's pretty obvious they exist. So we, we want to be mindful that maybe the man might be a little more accessible and then jump in if you can, or you know somebody who went through it, connect the two. And this is another one of those instances where I just think, again, the, the downplaying of the importance of the local church, this is, this is what is missing for so many folks. And incidentally, if you're one of those folks and you're struggling and you're still just doing cyber church or you think that you don't need church, you do. And this is just one of those reasons. 
where couples help one another, where we get involved in one another's lives, not to be Mrs. Kravitz, but to jump in and walk a mile in somebody's shoes. Because you've got these people in your church. And as long as we're talking about biblical counseling, and we are, on January 14th, Right, Jimmy? January 14th. Yes. Greg Gifford's going to be talking about these issues. It's a brand new podcast on biblical counseling. Dr. Gifford is a professor of biblical counseling at the Master's University, and he's doing a, you wait till you hear it, it's it's the bomb. And Jimmy, I think he's already recorded about a dozen of these things. <laughs> he has. Did any of them stink? Uh, no, no. No, they, they, they're just amazing. And I think the first one is, uh, are you stuck? You just can't. Move forward for whatever reason. He'll talk about that, and it is outstanding. So wherever you get your podcast stuff, you're going to find Dr. Greg Gifford. Just look for Transform Podcast with Dr. Greg Gifford. And I think now in his, he's dealing with issues like controlling your tongue, uh, just really practical, earthy ways, biblically informed ways, what to do with anxiety, what to do with intrusive thoughts. And inter- interestingly, I'm reading a book on intrusive thoughts. I'm not done with it yet, but I'll share it with you. 12 tactics to deal with those repetitive thoughts. That's another subject like infertility, perhaps even more so. People whose thought life, it's driving them bonkers, or at least it natters every single day. Just, hey, God doesn't love you. Hey, you, your kids don't love you. Hey. Why don't you fill in the blank with, and it just, make this thought go away, and it doesn't. There's a book on biblical counseling. I'll share it with you. I, I think it's, it's won an award. By the way, Tim Challey's book, uh, it won an award. The Seasons of Sorrow, it won an award for biblical counseling. Why? Because the Bible will help us all with our emotional issues. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, with the new Republican majority, the U.S. House of Representatives have passed pro-life measures this week, including one that's aimed at protecting babies who survive abortions, and it's really ridiculous that it took this long, but one that condemns violence against pro-life charities and churches. The lower chamber passed the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act in a vote of 220 to 210. Wells Fargo has announced that they will be pivoting toward offering home ownership services for minority applicants, even as the firm pulls away from the mortgage business. The company's retail employees will focus primarily on bank customers in underserved communities amid continued efforts to simplify its mortgage business model. And you're all smart enough to read between the lines. Though there's not many lines to read between, they were pretty clear on their position. The Central Bucks School Board in Pennsylvania has just instituted a policy that bans teachers from expressing personal political opinions with their words or with visual elements in the classroom. It was decided on a 6-3 vote, and the new policy will prohibit teachers from displaying items like pride flags and Black Lives Matter signs, along with MAGA hats as well, or any other items which could be politically influenced. Don't hate that policy. And as I mentioned earlier, with Republicans now in control of the House, Representative Chip Roy, a Republican from Texas, reintroduced legislation that would defund the World Health Organization and raise concerns about the influence of China over the group. 
The bill's titled No Taxpayer Funding for the World Health Organization Act. That's pretty straightforward and to the point. And it cracks down on contributions to the WHO that have risen to the hundreds of millions of dollars annually, making the U.S. one of the agency's largest donors. And this next story features the results of a survey that I know will not surprise any of you. According to this new survey from Common Sense Media, over half of all teenagers admit to having watched pornography by the age of 13. Roughly 54% of teenagers reported to having seen internet pornography before the age of 13, with the average age of first exposure being 12 years old. 15% of youth respondents say they saw pornography-based content as young as 10 years old, and 73% by the age of 17. But the release of the study comes amid recent discussions about the dangers of pornography nationwide and the controversy surrounding Pornhub, the world's largest platform, which has been accused of posting videos of possible sexual abuse involving women and children without consent. Depraved is an accurate description of the world, but sometimes it seems a little inadequate. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Names of God One name the Bible gives to God is the Greek word despotes, which means absolute ruler. Despotes is related to the English word despot. As absolute ruler, God has ownership rights over all mankind. Yet our Master and Lord Jesus Christ became a man, suffered and died on the cross for his people. The absolute ruler is also our example of ultimate humility. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is the air I breathe. You're welcome. This is Wretched Radio. What air are you breathing? Not his holy presence living in me. What does that even mean? This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. Okay. He is living in me, but what does that have to do with oxygen intake? I don't know, but there's an awful lot of those songs that have a lot of that bent, don't they? But we do breathe some air, and we breathe in more than just H2O. We breathe in the culture. It's increasingly, as I consider the past or study a history book, I'm reminded, wow, they were really informed by their times, whether it's the issue of roles of men and women, how we interact, expectations. So much of it is just cultural, and they would think us strange for the way that we deal with the issues, and vice versa. We look back and go, why would they what? And it helps us to understand historically that people were pressured by what was going on around them. And we are utterly delusional if we think that we aren't affected by our world. We are. What you drink in, it's what is going to inform you. What you breathe in is what is going to come out. It, whether it's the media that you watch, the Fox versus CNN, which, by the way, if you are struggling to know if you're saved or not, if you watch CNN, mm, probably not. It's not a perfect litmus test, but it ain't bad. You watch that stuff, it's what comes out of you. It's how you think about it. It's how you will think about government. Your attitude toward the role of government will be impacted by what your parents thought about it. 
If they were involved, they had, for instance, a union job, you're going to be more inclined to think, okay, unions are pretty spanky because my parents received some benefits from it. But you grew in the house where it was not union. It's no, 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 no. It's every man for themselves. You're influenced by that. You, it's just, you can't help it. Victimhood is in the air these days. And you and I need to be mindful that while we can critique it so easily, I know that people mock it and there's memes about it. Nevertheless, it can get into us, can it? So, for instance, here's how the victimhood ideology can get into you. The second something doesn't go right, you're thinking, what's the number of Morgan and Morgan again? So that I can call him and get what's coming to me. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. Wow, I think I did. Mm. There was a woman who was a part of Transform Season 2, which is going to be coming out, I think, March 1st. I think. No, February 1st. Something like that. It February 1st? Yes, February okay. 1st. Wow, Jimmy, you're on it today. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. up? <laughs> Maybe those little... Little drinky things uh, that you're doing. Yes. You, you set the alcohol aside, which we've been encouraging for such a long time. <laughs> well, it's taken a while. And you're doing those, what was in your cup was. Yeah, it was red. It, hey, I, I'm, I hope it's working for you. Started the juicing thing. <laughs> I'm still learning about it, but <laughs> I feel better. Taste. Yeah, it, well, it's. it's Is it sort of like drinking Alka-Seltzer? It's an aqua. <laughs> no, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's really earthy. <laughs> so it's an acquired taste. Because it all comes from the earth. Right. You're doing the juicer thing. And yeah. the one tip that you would leave with everybody is the residue. Don't throw it in your garbage can and yeah. walk oh, away. Oh, yes. It stinks. Yeah. It is stinky. Throw it outside. You consume something. It is going to come out of even like Jimmy's drink. <laughs> it's going to affect you. Victimhood is one of those things. Where we, oh, I was talking about D, wasn't I? She's, she's the lady who came in to transform. Oh, Quit yeah. interrupting me, Jimmy. Sorry. Dear woman, absolutely dear woman. And her perspective on life was, why do these things only happen to me? Why does this always, why can't I? Why isn't God? And it is a bit of a victim mentality, whether she recognizes it or not. I'm just so glad she's willing to be transparent and show that. You know, people, they'll just, they'll just cut right in front of me. Why do they do that to me? Well, because people are knucklehead drivers. They do that to everybody. But we personalize it. And maybe, just maybe, we think that shouldn't be. And I should respond like this because... We bought into the victimhood philosophy. This is from tms.edu, the cult of victimhood. Colossians 2.8 is our guiding verse. See to it, no one takes you captive through philosophy. An empty deception according to the tradition of men. These, these are the world's ideologies. Careful. Don't let somebody take you captive. Well, this isn't affecting me. It's just, it gets into your pores. The culture is like, uh, it's osmosis. Oh, I wish I'd paid attention in biology. It just seeps into you. And we need to recognize that and avoid it and not fall for worldly cheap tricks. And I'm not talking about, was it, I want you to want me. Oh, cheap trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that their hit? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I want it. 
There are numerous empty and deceptive ideas today that can capture our thinking. One of these dangerous lies, you are a victim. It's a perversion of something that is true. There are real victims in this world, and there are always abusers who harm others physically, emotionally, or financially. Dee was fascinating. She'd been bullied as a child. She was a victim, genuine victim. And yet, it appears that she was identifying as always the one who's on the short end of the stick. And, and, and she, she, she now is needing tender rebuke. That ain't easy. Dee's thinking is wrong, but she's actually genuinely been hurt. That is a regular challenge in biblical counseling. Somebody has been wounded, sinned against, and yet their response isn't as biblical as it should be. You go ahead and deal with that without being a jerk or without being a pacifist who doesn't confront anything. That's not an easy task. Gifford just nails it. There are real victims, and the Lord speaks out against oppression. He doesn't like it. But having said that, we can't, our identity isn't victimhood. It usually includes three types of thinking. First, the bad things in your life are not your fault. It's everybody else's fault. What everybody does, that's why I'm in this situation. In other words, you could be using other people to deny responsibility. Here's where it gets tricky. But these people, they have. I got it. But that doesn't make you a victim, at least not of the victim mindset. Second, a victim mentality includes getting stuck in negative thought patterns. If you play the victim, you could be characterized as the woe is me kind of person. Third, victim mentality sees the world through the lens of your own struggles. Everything is orchestrated against you. Ooh, that's a mindset that can be so debilitating. Victim mentality is a type of thinking that you must avoid. Believing you can blame others for every problem, insisting you deserve better, and seeing the world only in relation to yourself. What's the problem with that? Because you shouldn't be considering yourself at the whims of the world's ideologies or activities. Everything is under God's sovereign control. He's got this. He's in your life. He's working. You're, 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 you're not a victim per se. Now, yes, people do things, but God is fully aware of it and ordaining everything not responsible for the evil activities, but ordaining it for our good and for his glory. We've got to avoid falling into the victim mentality. It is also true that you can have a victim mentality even if you're not a victim. Many claim victimhood because they feel like a victim. Gotta be careful with our feelings. Why is it so alluring? First, you're not responsible when you're a victim. You can just brush it off. Even if somebody has hurt you, you're still responsible for the cleanup. You're still responsible for your own heart's response. Second, those in pain and suffering receive pity from others. You might need some help with this. You might need somebody who loves you to say, yeah, it kind of seems that you're this way. You like receiving pity. You woe is me so that people can say, poor, poor you. Third, victims have a perceived right to complain. The world is against you, therefore, I can constantly carp. Fourth, victimhood can come with a sense of belonging, bonding with others against a common foe. 
That's interesting. Maybe you and I have been infected by the culture of vulnerability. Ah, those Democrats. And you consume things to get together with a group of people who feel like they're against us. Now, here's the tricky part. I think there is that going. Yeah, they are. But am I going to be a victim? Am I going to be a carper? Am I going to huddle with other people just so I can complain? What are they? they there's an, um, the grievance. Uh, what do they call it? It's like Jesse Jackson and all. There's a name that they use. Jimmy, do you know what word I'm thinking of? The grievance uh-huh. industry where you get people to uh, see the problem, see what they're doing to you, complain, 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 and then they make cash on you. It can happen to those of us on the right. The victim mentality works against your sanctification. It hinders us from confessing and repenting of our sins and enjoying a close walk with the Lord. Question, is it possible that you've been breathing in the victim cultural air? This is Wretched Radio. Just because Roe v. Wade is overturned, that does not mean the battle for life is over. Would you please consider supporting Preborn Ministries, providing ultrasounds that genuinely save lives? That ultrasound changed everything for me. It really did. That made it all worthwhile to know that I was going to have a little blessing. And when she got here, it was just, oh my gosh. <laughs> Another woman who chooses life because she saw an ultrasound. Her life, and obviously her baby's life, changed. When I heard her heartbeat, I decided to keep her. And now my daughter's about to be three. I don't know where my life would be without her. The war for life continues to rage. Would you please engage in the battle and support preborn centers at preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thank you for joining us on Wretched Radio today. Did you know we are so close to the launch of Season 3 of Road Trip to Truth? That's right, Season 3 will be released November 1st. Be ready. It's an all-new season with host John Fabarius tackling gender issues, justice, bumper sticker philosophy, how technology affects the brain, and a lot of other topics. With experts Nate Pickowitz, Alan Parr, Dr. Paul Twist, Dr. Jason Lyle, and others. And it would not be possible without the help and support of our gospel partners. If you're already a gospel partner, of course, we want to thank you and joining our efforts to reach the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not already a gospel partner, could we ask you to pray about it? And also visit wretched.org donate to get answers to any question you might have about being a gospel partner. Wretched.org donate. Wretched. Amazing grace amazing gospel. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. 
it works and the members including myself and mrs friel love it which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance if inflation has got you down call up the people at metashare 844-34-BIBLE or metashare.com slash wretched attributes of god you can trust in God. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 tells us that God is immutable. He does not change. He is faithful to fulfill His promises, just as much today as when the Bible was written. You can rest assured that His Word is still true. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Spanning the globe with a slew of stories from different zip codes that you sent to idea at wretched.org, for which we are exceedingly grateful, smashed together into one incoherent grouping of stories, but made thematic by playing a theme song and calling it Wide World of Christian Stories with a Bible verse slapped on it, like a lot of Christian morning shows on radio. This is Wretched Radio. Cool. Let's visit the army for a moment. But don't go into the showers because you might be surprised to see somebody there of the opposite gender. Cool. Army. Way to go. I I think enrollment is down in the military services. I think that there's an awful lot of people who see the nonsense, the wokeism, all over the CRT. It has made its way into the military We've all seen the video of the soldiers wearing high heels. <laughs> My impression of Vladimir Putin when he saw that, this is good news. This is very good news for us. And I think enrollment is down, and this could be one of those reasons. All soldiers should be respectful. It's always about being respectful, isn't it? We've got to respect people. What about the other people? It's sort of like always giving the pass to the perpetrator and not to the victim where we've got that's that's where the sentimentality comes in not with the person who was wounded and that seems to be true with this hey if there's one transgender person in the military then everybody has got to change their tune for the sake of the one all soldiers should be respectful of the privacy and modesty concerns of others well not really however and this by the way is from a military handbook However, transgender soldiers are not required or expected to modify or adjust their behavior based on the fact that they do not match other soldiers. Remember the first line? All soldiers should be respectful of the privacy and modesty concerns of others. So you got a troop of 100. There's one guy who thinks he's a... No, it's a troop of 100 women, 99 women, and you got one guy who thinks he's a girl. Well, those 99, boo-hoo for them. As long as we... Respect the privacy of everyone. Well, specifically the people that we're in favor of. Good news coming out of Louisiana. A new porn law now requires government issue ID to access online pornography. That's good news. It's a start. They, you know what? We sh Hey, if you're one of those people who you're just needing a cause, I want something to sink my teeth into. 
you you know that there are abolition. Everybody who's genuinely pro-life is an abolitionist. We, we want the thing abolished. Why aren't we talking like that about porn? Not for health reasons, but because it's porn. That's why. Did you see this ridiculously dressed man in Canada, I, I believe is a school teacher, goes to school with... Um, what mothers feed their children with being like three feet in front of just like this ridiculous, uh, the shop teacher, the shop teacher. Yeah. And well, we've got to allow that to happen. You, you, you wonder if it were a woman doing that as a man, if that would be tolerated, but we should just look at that and go, Nope, because I think they're trying to shut it down by, Oh, having dress code. Something like that. No, no, dude, you're you're not going to dress like a woman at all with our children. And you're certainly not going to look like that. It used to be a little something we called common sense. Now, I know the funeral happened years ago for common sense. Bless her heart. But this is this is just some stuff that we should be just no pornography. No, it's not a health issue. No, it's. Horrible. It's sinful. It's wicked. That is the voice that we should be expressing, I think, more loudly than we currently do. Why don't we have an anti-porn lobbyist? Maybe we do in Washington. we got a lot of pro-life ones, and I'm glad for that. I'm not saying stop doing that. I'm just saying, why don't we have that? Hmm? Where? Where 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 are we? The, where's the Christian voice on this subject speaking loudly? I think one reason maybe we don't hear that voice, it's because a lot of those voices are watching porn themselves. Oh, I don't think I can find it, but I've got it somewhere in my stack. Yeah, I, I think I do. In my stack. It's IFS Studies. Maybe it's just IFS. Yeah, IFStudies.org. They do tons of studies. And they were they did a study on the number of men pastors who are admitting to watching pornography and the number it's over 50%. It it's it is a high share. Maybe that's why we don't hear pastors barking about pornography the same way they do about life cuz who would they be to judge? To Colorado we go. Toddlers, cool. Too bad for them. They're ingesting THC. Why? Because they're turned into candy treats. And the adults apparently leave them accessible to the kids. And so the kids are consuming pot and getting stoned. Oh, and going to the hospital. But hey, we'll overlook that because we've got to respect those who want to get stoned all day. This is all backwards. From 2017 to 21, the highest share of marijuana exposures, half, nearly half, were among kids five and under. If this were kids were and if if four year olds were ending up in the emergency room because they were smoking cigarettes left out, then they would be then they would make cigarettes illegal, because well cigarettes but not a marijuana cigarette that's a different thing. Incidents of children younger than six unintentionally eating cannabis edibles skyrocketed one thousand three hundred and seventy five percent in five years. With a lot of cases requiring hospitalization, we are so heartless as a society. 
We want what we want. And if a four-year-old has to go to the hospital because they ate some sort of pot candy, so be it. Because we are the most self-centered, saturated society. Abortion is now, once again, fourth year in a row, the leading cause of death worldwide. You take all of the other big ones, heart, cancer, Adam up, still does not come close to abortion. Second leading cause of death in 2022 was communicable diseases. First, abortion. There were 13 million cases. You know what was a sign that we were in trouble as a culture? When AIDS made its debut. And we should have been saying, okay, this is pretty simple math. If that behavior is causing you to have an illness that kills you, well, we want you to be alive. We don't want you dead. So we don't want you doing that activity because we care about you. Not these days. I want what I want. Five million fatalities were triggered by smoking. 2.5 million alcohol-related deaths. Two million deaths caused by AIDS. Suicides, more than a million. Add them all up. Add all of those up, including cancer, heart, all of it. Don't come close to the number of people who are being killed via abortion. Which, by the way, we might see some statistics decreasing, but that's only because our government has decided you can mail away for abortion pills. So it's illegal in your state. You can mail to another state, get those pills shipped to you, and you can have an abortion in the Comfort of your own home. And now you can just go to CVS or Walgreens. That's right. The abortion pill can now be offered at retail pharmacies, says the FDA. Cool. Growing trend of trans patients. (sighs) This might be something that can be beneficial about just the absolute regret of just the constant, perpetual bombarding of story after story where the world is just losing its mind. Maybe, just maybe, when we see these, rather than just getting agitated, we thank God. Because if it weren't for him fixing our brains, giving us a new heart with new desires, we would be this dopey too. Maybe we could adopt that attitude to do it a little bit more to keep us from going bonkers ourselves. There's a new trend called salmations. These are people who seek both male and female genitals. Salmations. It's derived from the Greek myth of salmatius and hermaphroditus. And the number of online trans communities using the term has grown. I didn't care to read the rest of the article to understand what that is, what it looks like, or how it works. We used to look at people that were acting like this and say, we need to help them. Today, our culture says, no, we need to defend and applaud them. There's no doubt we've crossed a bridge in America. The question is, will we be courageous, willing to take some heat to say, I'm sorry, friend, we love you too much to lie to you because we actually care. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.